Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along on this Friday morning. We talk about the Word of God and its implications on our life. Allow it to get into our life and transform us from the inside out. There's nothing like the Scripture that can transform the way we think, our values, the way we live. There's nothing more important than the Word of God transforming the way we think and live. We've been talking this week, as you know, if you've been with us each day, and I hope you do come back every day. We've been talking about, you know, I turned 65 this week, and I've been talking about things related to that milestone event, mostly looking at the past, but today I want to look at the future. And I entitled this, Plan Your Funeral Now. Now, this is not meant to be a downer, and I hope you won't get discouraged, or I hope this, you know, some people don't like funerals. I'm not wild about attending them. You may not be either, but it's something, it's a reality. And so I have some suggestions I'd like to give to you. And what do I mean by that? Plan your funeral now. Big question is, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want people to think of you on that day? It's easy to... um, First of all, you know, as I was thinking of this to myself, Roz and I, a few years ago, I don't know, maybe it's, again, part of aging, we would sometimes come from church and there's a powerful, beautiful song sung, and we began to say, we began to, say to one another, I'd like that song sung at my funeral. I think the first song that we ever said that about might have been 10,000 Reasons. Such a beautiful, such a powerful song that comes from now and the goodness of God and looks into the future. And there have been other songs through the, the last few years that we our list has grown. And I kind of joke, if you end up coming to my funeral, get there early and expect it to, it's not going to be quick because there's so many songs that I want to celebrate and give praise to God and hope are, were meaningful and touching to me that I hope be sung at my funeral. It's not going to be a quick one. But I want to focus more on, instead of what songs to be sung, I want to focus just a little bit more on what would you like said about you at your funeral? That's important. Why? Because the way you live today will affect the way you will be remembered in the future. And that's just an axiom of life that you've got to think about. You can't live one way throughout life and expect people to remember you or think of you differently in the future. You're building your, the, the, the memories that people will have, the impressions people have, the way they will look at you in life, you're building that now. And it is important to think, what would I like people, how would I like to be remembered? What would I like people to say about me? And indeed that, the, you know, funeral is the time when people say all these nice things. And I might add, it's nice to say them before the person dies and encourage them along the way. But when people have these memories, and this is an event when people stop and think, who was this person? What are my thoughts of them? Because they're leaving now. They're going. They're gone. And what are the last things I want to say about them? It's important. You're writing your story now. Maybe a more encouraging way if you want to think of it. You're writing your biography now. What would you like your biography, if you don't want to think about a funeral, what would you like your biography to say? How would you like your biography to read? You're writing it now. And the way people think of you, the way people remember you is being written now. And so I want to encourage you. What would you like said 
at your funeral, when it's all said and done, when, as Paul says in Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, verse 6, when he says, I fought the good fight, I've kept the faith, I have finished the course, I've kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. When you finish your course, when you have fought your fight, when you have kept the faith on that last day, what do you want said about you? It's worth thinking about. Now, here's a couple tips. Number one, I encourage you to think about, if you want to wonder what will the people who are at your funeral say about you, one thing you got to think about is who would even be at your funeral. I've noticed in life we can spend a lot of our time trying to make people happy who could who really don't care that much about us. It's a reality, isn't it? And we want everyone to love us and accept us, but never neglect the people who matter most in order, shall we say, to please or to gain the approval of people who matter less. I'm not saying people aren't important. I'm not saying that. But there are some people in life who will be at your side. There are some people in life who will be there with you when you grow older. There are some people in life who will remember you long past your usefulness, shall we say. There are some people in your life who will come to your funeral and others who won't. And I would suggest in life that God would want us to focus our attention and our input and our encouragement on those that's fear of people who you can influence the most. That's fear of people who would love you the most. That's fear of people who you're connected to the most. Who will even be at your funeral? If they're not even going to be there, they're certainly not going to say anything about you, are they? And if they're not going to be there and they could care less about you once you're gone, are those the people you should spend your life trying to impress, trying to influence? Well, obviously, we want to influence everyone. But dare I say, maybe make your focus in life. Don't overlook. Don't take for granted the people who are you're connected with. It's just a human tendency to give more attention to the people who, to take for granted the people that we are related to, take for granted our own children, take for granted our own relatives, people that we could have great influence upon and who love us and who are loyal and committed to us and to neglect them for the sake of others who really don't care. Number one, who will even be at your funeral? Those are the ones who will, those are the ones who will remember you and ask yourself, how do I want them to remember me? They are the first priority. Number two, I encourage you to walk through a cemetery every now and then. Walk through a cemetery every now and then. I do this. I don't know, Memorial Day, I often walk through a cemetery. Once or twice, you know, I visit where my parents are buried. And I walk around, and there's some old tombstones there. It's just a good reminder. That's in all of our future. We'd like to, we don't like to think about this, but that's, that's our finish line, folks. And actually, our finish line goes a step further when we stand before God. But as I tell the students, recent studies have indicated and revealed, research has indicated that 100% of all humans die. That's true. It's appointed unto all people to die once, 
and after this comes judgment. You can't live well if you don't keep this in mind. I think it was Martin Luther King Jr. said, no, you don't have something worth living for until you have something worth dying for. If you run the race of life and you don't have that finish line in mind and you're not thinking of the, that big, you forget that, then it's hard to live life well. You've got to know the finish line. I'm not saying you walk around every day thinking about dying. I'm not suggesting that. But periodically, it's good to take some time. Walk through a cemetery. Think of who those people were. They were once like you one day. They might have been in their prime. They might have been healthy. They might have been strong at one point. But ultimately, death gets us all. And we've got to keep that in mind. And we, and we want to look forward. We, we want to remember that. That's the finish line. But thirdly, and this is an uh, important thing, a personal this has kind of been driven home, me, driven home to me personally. And that's this. Even the most influential of us will soon be forgotten after we die. I don't mean to bear bad news here, but even the most influential of us will soon be forgotten after we die. Some, like, you know, a president or something like there's libraries to remember them or monuments to remember them but they come they go they pass it just is a reality i know my father his at his funeral my father was uh, a very influential man at the, his funeral the governor of the state was one of the pallbearers and there were other leading politicians leading uh my father was in the news industry newspaper reporting uh Editors and publishers of some of the largest newspapers in Ohio were his pallbearers. And, um, and you know, here, there's a lot of important people there. His death was recorded and written about on the front page of the newspaper in, in our city and around the state. And yet, he, he passed away in 1975. About six, seven years ago, I had occasion to be down in the state capitol and I was walking around and remembering, and as a kid, as a young boy, I, I would walk around those, and I'd be able to go into places. I couldn't go into the governor's office now. I could back then when my dad was around. The governor today wouldn't even know who he was. I walked by the press office where my dad was once known by everybody in there, and I, I thought nobody would even know him anymore. I wondered if his name might be etched in a wall somewhere, but no one would even remember him now. If I told him 50 years ago, I said, I'm Haskell Short's son, they would treat me like a king. Today I'd walk in, they'd say, who? Who's that? It was humbling and an eye-opening experience to remember that even the most powerful people here on earth now, they're soon forgotten. They're soon forgotten. But we're not forgotten in eternity. We're not forgotten in eternity. Someone who gave their life for Jesus like, say, Paul, when he said, I've run the race, I've finished the course, I've kept the faith. I believe he's still crowned and receiving honor and glory from our Lord Jesus in heaven today. Our reward, our crown, like Paul says in 2, Corinthians, 2 Timothy chapter 4, our crown is an everlasting crown. Our honor from God is not temporary. We have eternal life. And we have eternal rewards. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven 
where moth and rust don't destroy, where thieves don't break and steal, that our treasures in heaven are eternal treasures. Our treasures on earth are fleeting. They may be important now, but who even remembers 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now? So remember that. Live for what counts. Write your funeral now. Think what you would like, how would you like to be remembered? How would you like people to think of you? And make sure that you're living today in such a way that on that day, the things that people say about you will be good things, nice things, honoring things, the thing that today you're building your legacy toward how you want to be rem remembered. It's a good thing to do. I've not written out my a eulogy of myself. I hear Bev Franklin did it when he was 20 years old and he lived to be over 80. And it's a good idea, I think. I've just never done it. You might want to do it because writing it out helps us think. But to consider how would I like to be remembered and make sure, be clear, what qualities, what achievements, what relationships. How would you like the people who matter most in life to, to think of you and what would you like them to say about you? Make sure today you're building that legacy. You're making it happen. But also remember, your real legacy, your ultimate legacy, won't be at your funeral. It'll be how God evaluates you and what God says about you. My hope and wish for many, many, many years now is a simple one, that when I see the Lord, His word to me will simply be, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You are faithful. Enter into the joy of your Master. That's what I'm living to hear. I hope you are as well. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for the gift of life. You said in Psalms, you said that we live 70 years or due to strength, 80. We know, Lord, some of us don't make it to 70. We know some of us live beyond 80. But however many days we have, I pray we'd be wise. We'd number our days. We'd consider our days. We would be building our legacy We'd be thinking, how do I want to be remembered? And Father, I do pray for each one of us, I pray for me and each one of us, that on that funeral day, when those who love us, those who we have loved, those we care about most gather to remember, to celebrate, to speak of our life, I pray, Father, that there would be good things, honorable things, godly things. I pray that there'd be things said that would would uh, the, would bring if we knew them now they bring joy and satisfaction to our heart, and that we would be living this day. We'd be living each day, that people would say of us we love people, people would say of us we were a man or woman of character and integrity and of faith. They'd be saying us of us we were uh, we were kind we were good we stood for something, we were honorable people. And I pray, Father, that that would be our, every one of us, that would be our legacy. We were servants. We cared. We put others first. That these Christian virtues would be spoken of us. And even more so, I pray for each one here, Lord, each and every one of us, to live this day and every day in such a way that you would say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful. Enter into the joy of your master. 
And I pray for this, and I ask it. Give us strength. Give us courage. Give us love to live this day in the way we want to be remembered forever and ever and ever. We bless you, and we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So that scripture was, again, I will say it, I didn't read it per se, but I want to read again, 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6-8. through 8. Paul says towards the end of his life, For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. Might this be our testimony as well. Okay, so thanks for being with me. We're here every morning. If this is your first time, welcome. If you come back day by day, I'm so glad to have you along. Um, we are here every morning, 8.30 a.m. live. And if you can, can't make it then, you can watch the video later on. If you're live, leave a word in the chat. If you've got a prayer request, drop it in there. People will pray for you. Comment in the chat. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the notify button. Are part of our time here. Join every day. The Word of God, not just once a week, not just periodically, not just when you feel like it, but day by day, you get the Word of God in you, and it will mold your values, mold your life, and make you the person God wants you to be. That's what we want. So until tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, keep you, fill you with His peace, make His face shine upon you. Remember, you have something the world didn't give you, and the world can't take away from you. So God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.